I'd like to welcome everyone to another episode of the Let's Get a Podcast. I'm your host, Zeke, and in this episode, I have my friend Esteban to talk about is have some business, traveling, and family. I'd like to give a content warning for any strong language during this episode, and I hope you have a nice day, and enjoy the show. What would your origin story be? What would my origin story be? Yes. Um. Like, based on the on the questionnaire, was it, like... In what form you mean, or like what would it be? Like it could be, like would it be like a movie, or would it be like? Oh okay, yeah, yeah. Um. So, I think my origin story would be a book, mm-hmm. and the reason why I would pick a book, is because I feel like I live my life very, uh, subjectively, mm-hmm. and it's only my point of view and the way I experience life. But I feel like if I were to translate my whole life in a book people will start, you know, making their own judgments as to what my life truly is and mm-hmm. it'll help me better understand myself. So I think I would publish my life in a book. Autobiography or have somebody else write it for you? Mm. I'll I could write it myself. I'll make it realistic fiction. <laughs> yeah. Realistic fiction. Yeah. Like oh this happened and add some exaggeration just to make it <laughs> yeah they can make it more <laughs> suspenseful yeah but um I wouldn't be mad with an autobiography as well but mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm that important so. <laughs> <laughs> not yet not yet <laughs> hopefully one day we get there yeah and then with that in mind do you think it was stuff from your childhood or do you think it was stuff from when you're in college um do I think of stuff what do no. you mean? When would what would the beginning point of the story begin? Oh, hmm, that's a good question. Truth be told, I I don't remember much of my childhood, <laughs> which kind of sucks. Um, it's not like I don't remember anything, but I do remember I grew up in Ecuador. Yeah, I came to this country when I was nine. Mm-hmm. So um, I do remember my time in Ecuador, spending time with my cousins, family. Um, but I think the most, well, all years are important. They all make up who you are, but. I think the most impactful ones have been for me, you know, my mid teenagehood to where I am right now. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm 20 and um, I'm actually turning 21 the 18th of this month. Nice. So, um, so yeah, I, I feel like it start, it started in high school. I feel, mm-hmm. I feel like high school when I found my first love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when it would start. Cool. And with that, you talked about you're from Ecuador. How did how do you use your culture in your everyday life right now, or like the my culture, or like the juxtaposition of Ecuadorian culture and American culture? That's a good question. Um, I feel like since I am studying international business, mm-hmm. I have been, um, I've I've become aware of a lot of cultural differences, and we study a lot of culture and where it stems from and how it can be dealt with in you know, in a professional setting or a public setting or any setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I have realized uh, things about myself that have stemmed from my Ecuadorian culture. For example, my my desire to be close-knit with my family mm-hmm. and being a collectivist in, in nature rather than individualistic. But living here, also, you have social forces that push you to be individual, yeah. individualistic, you know? So I, I feel like the biggest battle that I have 
on an everyday basis is whether today I want to be individualistic or mm -hmm. I want to be collectivist. Uh, whether I want to spend time with my family or rather just allocate some time for me to just do my own thing and study or do what I like. Mm -hmm. So th I feel like that's that's the the main thing that pops up every now and then in terms of like culture. Mm -hmm. So do you feel like there's a good balance or do you think it's one or the other? Um, for sure, it has to be a balance um, mm -hmm. since I am, you know, I live here. I was practically raised here all of my you know, since nine years old till right now I'm 20. Mm -hmm. those, those are important years. So I feel like um, I do, like individualism is ingrained in me, mm -hmm. but at the same time, that family orientation just doesn't leave one like that, you know? Like, yeah. um, that was my childhood. That was, that was how I grew up. Um, but yeah, I, I, for sure, like I still need to find that balance, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you ever feel like you have conflicts when you're just like, I need to do it for myself, but I don't want to leave my family behind? Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. But uh, recently I've been focusing a lot on family. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been being there for my parents, you know, because at the same time, you got to realize that your parents are getting old too. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're, you're growing up and you think you're going through changes, but so are they, you know, mm -hmm. they're growing up, they're, they're going into their, I don't know, 40s, 50s, 60s. Like, yeah, we might think that they're growing up, they have their shit together, but in reality, they're stepping onto new ground, just like us, you know, when we're turning, I don't know, 19, 20, 21. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I I have been spending more time with family. <laughs> and then you say you mentioned you're saying international business. So yeah. what joined you to that and what is international business? Those two questions. Okay, so... Um, shit, Inter I, I, I have the textbook definition. <laughs> I should know this because I just read that textbook like three days ago or something. But um, I think international business is basically the, like in simplest terms, mm -hmm. the exchange of goods and services across nations. That's literally international business. Um, and the reason why I chose international business was, I actually remember the day I set on international business. I was sitting in my dad's car and um, I was alone. And I started mm -hmm. thinking about, I was still in high school. I started thinking about what I wanted to do and and I just I told myself you know I, I really like to travel mm -hmm. um, I would love to have a job that allows me to travel so um, I thought international business was like the only way to do that so I went for it <laughs> <laughs> but um, now being in the major I feel mm -hmm. like um, it's it's deeper than that you know it's deeper than just oh yeah let's travel let's have fun let's mm -hmm. you know it's deeper than that International business has allowed me to better become more culturally aware, um, how to navigate cultural settings and how to deal with people better. Um, so I do I do see international business something very important, very, very important. And now that you know everything, companies if if they're not growing, if they're not multinational companies, you know, the chances of them growing or ever establishing something solid. Is very low. Yeah. Like now, companies are forced to, to go international. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then with international business, what kind of jobs or do you self do you self do you see yourself um doing with uh, that major? A lot of international business majors tend to go either into, like public relations, politics, mm -hmm. um, economics, um, and then some of them focus on the trade. 
compliance aspect. So you can have like trade compliance jobs, which mm-hmm. is basically just making sure that companies that operate abroad are abiding by certain rules and regulations that, you know, trade has to go through. Um, a lot of other other popular jobs include uh, what else do they like international banking, mm-hmm. global markets, international investments. Uh, but that's more with like a focused mm-hmm. um, track. So the thing about Baruch, an international business major, is that um, it lets you minor either marketing or finance. So depending on what you want to specialize in, um, that you can use that to your advantage to get whatever job, you know. Um, but uh, there's a lot, I get a lot of questions as to like, oh, you're in international business, but how are you, um, you know, working in finance? Because right now I'm interning for Bank of America. Mm-hmm. So... Nice. Um, at the end of the day, like, yeah, major is important mm-hmm. and, and and it does shape the way you think and the way you see the world, but it's not, it doesn't have the last say as to what type of job mm-hmm. you, you're going to get in the future, you know? Yeah. Like, who has the last say is yourself and mm-hmm. whatever work you put in, whatever knowledge you take in outside of school and how you present yourself. Because um, you, that's all I get. There's all the questions I get, mm-hmm. like, how are you in financial <laughs> business, but you're in finance and, but yeah. And with that, do you feel like international business is helping you interact with people doing your own finance internship? Or mm. is it more like you just, you aware of people differences? That's a good question. Um, it's more of like, I'm aware of people's differences. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like in a job setting, um, every everyone just is, is within one culture, you know, then that's yeah. just the... the the company's culture and, and, you know, inevitably the culture we live in. So I think there isn't much differences there. Plus, I feel like all the people I work with have had either born here and grown up here or just mm-hmm. have been living here for a very long time. So I haven't had time to to really use those, um, you know, those skills, or <laughs> I guess you could say. Um, but they do come in handy when I, like, travel abroad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many places have you traveled abroad to? How many places? Yeah. Uh, damn, I don't know. All right, so I've been to Canada. <laughs> I've been to the U.S. <laughs> I've been to Mexico, Ecuador, China, France, the Netherlands, Spain, Belgium. Uh, I feel like I'm losing like a... Oh, I really want to go to DR. <laughs> I was going to say DR. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what have what have been your favorite? My favorite? Yeah. Um, okay, within Europe, I'd say the Netherlands is like the most beautiful country. Um, it's very the people there are very straightforward, they're funny, and they speak perfect English. <laughs> I swear, like they speak perfectly and they understand every single joke, every single meme. It's like you never came out of the US. Um, on top of that, the food is amazing. And the Netherlands, like, a lot of people don't know this, but it's made up, it, it's sort of like New York City, like, mm-hmm. when you when you go to a, a big city, well, not a really a big city, but, a, you know, a main city, mm-hmm. um, you find a lot of cultures, and you find foods from all over the world, so cuisine is just, we have kind of, like, the same options as, as we do here in the U.S., or in New York City, um, and... 
I'd say second China. China mm-hmm. caught me by surprise. Uh, China's actually pretty. It's it's beautiful. It's it's huge. Um, you can rent bikes with your phone. Uh, surprisingly, food is pretty good, despite what people say. I'm not picky, so. <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh, and if you go to China and like everyone loves to take pictures of you, like <laughs> if you look different, if you're not Asian, they they think you're a celebrity or something. Everyone's like taking pictures of you all over where you, wherever you are. I had I heard about that. I heard um like mixed views what people felt, cause I guess they felt like they was being an object. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I mean, I I could see why people felt that, cause like they do ambush you and like they're mm-hmm. like all over you. But I personally, I, I don't mind it. I have fun with it. <laughs> You're like, yes, I am famous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you start posing, you know, grab two chicks. Like. Like yes, because <laughs> I have never been abroad yet. So yeah. once I get my money, I start going traveling. I yeah, most of these travels like have been, thankfully, like because of Baruch. Mm-hmm. Like I went to China because of Baruch, all paid. I went to Spain because of Baruch, kind of sort of all paid. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of opportunities there to like travel as a young mm-hmm. student, you know. <laughs> People understand that, you know, we're still getting our shit together. <laughs> <laughs> and do you feel that it's, uh, like, an advantage to have, like, a second language? In the first episode, we talked about how, like, in other countries, they're learning English to, like, do business. Mm-hmm. But in America, over here, we don't do anything like that. Right. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I do think that learning a second language is very important, not only to communicate, but also see the world differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in one of my communi- international communications classes, we we studied language and how it, it physically shapes the brain mm-hmm. and it physically gives you the ability to see and understand things that you may not have. So if you speak two, three languages, you literally have perspective of three different worlds because with language and, and with, uh, you know, whatever tongue, comes a whole set of history, a whole set of customs, a whole set of cultures that belong to that language. So, yeah, I, th- I think language is extremely important. And you speak two languages? Yeah, I only speak two. <laughs> but I do want to learn a third, um, mm-hmm. perhaps even a fourth. But uh, I began Baruch studying Chinese. Um, I took one class. You know, fortunately, I, I, got a, I got a B, so it's not that bad. But yeah. I was like, nah, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't be graded on my Chinese skills. <laughs> yeah. And then we're traveling. So you grew up, um, you came here, you're not. So did you, how does it feel to have like two different cultures finally like having an influence you as you're growing up? Mm. It, it affects my, my choices. Because um, like, like I told you, it's, it's, it all comes down, especially for me, mm-hmm. you know, this, this is my, how I see it. It just comes down to me being, like, Latinos are very close-knit. Everything is family first. You can't do anything without consulting with your family first. It's like, you're, you're not, you're not, you're not the, I guess, it sounds harsh, but like, you're, you're not the owner of your own life, I guess. It's like, you you gotta always be with your parents and all that, but um, 
yeah it, it is a struggle mm-hmm. it's definitely a struggle especially now that i'm becoming you know older and i'm starting to you know set my own sort of values my own sort of views of the world and they vastly different from my parents like extremely and we get into fights well not really into fights it's more like the disagreements disagreements about it um you know all civil and stuff yeah but <laughs> um but my parents yeah they, they definitely give me a hard time they definitely give me a hard time in, in the way I, I think or like the way i see the world but um you know it's, it's all about making it work yeah you know i also make them understand like hey you know i you know i'm, I'm growing up to i'm i'm starting to you know become my own person like, mm-hmm. you, you gotta understand that at some point i just gotta yeah you know i, I gotta be my myself but you know we're getting there <laughs> yeah, i think that's a generational thing but if everybody me and my mom we also have like differences yeah because i'm um, like more like we just see we just like how we interact with people just like different i'm more open and extroverted she's more introverted and mm-hmm. more to herself and then we have disagreements on how we see life and like what's the, like, the meaning of life right are you are you religious are your parents religious nah like we what the way i describe it is like it's christian based but we're not christians like we believe in god and everything like that but yeah. like we never go to church and everything mm-hmm. and that would be like all the like the ceremony and stuff like that but yeah. like the values and everything is very christian like right so yeah. where, where where did your parents grow up well everybody in my family grew up in america oh so you're second generation no like from like savory and all wow yeah okay so you're american-american yeah <laughs> so you have no culture battles no, like in your family like no outside of america no right because my great my grandmother came here when she was three to from south Carolina to new york hmm. it was like the only migration i had wow i mean so how does that feel like having grown up with like only one culture like you only know one i, I guess you can say one <laughs> way to live <laughs> <laughs> i think it's more like I never had like an identity crisis, but it's more like I noticed that I didn't have something else. Like, on like a lot of my friends, yeah, had like either Caribbean culture or Latin culture, yeah. And then I just like, oh yeah, I'm American culture, and that's it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's more like just think about like what is American culture then, mm-hmm. and then what is Black culture? Yeah. So right now, Black culture is American culture because that's what's cool. Yeah, for 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 sure, yeah. Hmm. and then just think about all the things you're interested in and then like how everybody else just interacts I remember in um I think I said in a different episode in, um, I think 7th, 8th grade I had an immigration paper I had my favorite mm-hmm. immigrant to America and I was just like I can't do this <laughs> I'm so <laughs> what did your teacher say? because um, the the unit was immigration and migration so I had to write about migration how my great grandmother migrated from South Carolina to New York. Wow. <laughs> but the funny part is when everybody asks me where you're from and then you say America, they're like, no, no, you're, where, you, where you really from? <laughs> like, no, no, America. Like, where your parents from? America. Your grandparents, America. And then they're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, after after like two generations, like, you're, you're sad, sadly, you're basically American. <laughs> I'm kidding. <clears throat> yeah. What do you think of the Super Bowl? Uh, Super Bowl, I wasn't really paying attention, but I was like, "What about the commercials?" The commercials. So it wasn't amazing, but um, the the game itself, I wanted um Patrick Mahomes to win. 
I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about football. So. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I want Patrick Mahomes win. Why? Because he's black. <laughs> but yeah, commercials were good. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I don't you you saw that electric Mustang. No. There's, there's a new electric Mustang like coming out. I think by the end of this year, mm-hmm. it looked pretty weird. Um, one of the commercials was pretty good. Hmm. Oh, there was one. There was one like. It was a commercial by like the New York State, I think. And it was like literally about being nice to people <laughs> and like loving each other. <laughs> like that's how that's how you know like New Yorkers are like really rude. Um I don't know, I seen like a uh, meme online on Facebook, it was like New Yorkers not rude is that we give each other mental space. <laughs> Cause we are so close together that we give each other mental space, but if somebody needs something, we'll be there because the person was like um, somebody was on like a train yeah. but they didn't know where they were going and then somebody just yelled out um, like the location of where they were going the mm-hmm. destination and then he was like yeah I got this and then people saw working together to figure out how they get to so we had yeah. to go nah that's true that's true I absolutely agree that like everyone's mean mugging but then you ask them and then you know they go softy yeah. <laughs> no yeah just go here 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 <laughs> if you're going here too you're going too far yeah What's up? <laughs> no, I always lose my channel. I don't like asking questions. Asking oh. questions. I mean, don't you? Yeah. And so, what else do you do for fun? What do I do for fun? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, I like to run. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like one of my hobbies. So, um, yeah, running is very important for me because I eat a lot. I don't diet, so I I do see running as important. Cause, you know. I gotta lose weight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what else do I like to do? I occasionally like rock climbing too, mm-hmm. as well. Uh, I go out a lot with my dog. I have a husky. And um, eating, trying new places, um, trying restaurants, wines, so good. Um, what else do I like to do for fun? YouTube. Bro, I spend <laughs> so much time on YouTube. It's not healthy. I deleted social media, actually. I deleted it in October. I was like, I'm getting too distracted. I got to do my own thing. But I've only fallen into the trap of YouTube. <laughs> only to fall into the trap of YouTube. Like, but um, So what you watch on YouTube? What do I watch? Yeah. Mm, a lot of motivational videos. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of videos on how to invest. Mm-hmm. Um, some videos on real estate. Um, but then the fun, like the the fun content. Mm-hmm. I watch Joe Rogan, of course. Of course. Um, do you know who Jordan Peterson is? I think I heard his name. He's like um, he's like a clinical psychologist, but he teaches at University of the University of Toronto. Mm-hmm. He's Canadian. He's really good. Um, he he talks about psychology and he gives a lot of tips on how to deal with a lot of things in the world. He wrote a book called The Twelve Rules of Life. Mm-hmm. I have not read it yet but um it's on my list um what else do i like to watch on youtube casey neistat uh h3 um recently i got recommended jenna marbles <laughs> you know who that is yeah dude her content is so funny like yeah i admit like i watch jenna marbles like lately i was just watching her content literally for like three days straight and like all she does is like play with her dogs or like does some stupid shit. It's so funny. Oh wait, can I curse you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's that's like that's basically my YouTube. Mm-hmm. So yeah. almost focus on the business first, and then we'll focus on the fun stuff. Yeah. Okay. So with Hong Kong, like finance and numbers interest you. Interest me. Um. Well, I think it has to interest me. Like I'm studying business, <laughs> so it's kind. Of, I kind of like just force myself to, to, just watch videos, mm-hmm. or read as much as I can. You know. Like everyone else, you know, you started business school with the desire to, you know, do business, this and that. But, you know, you're coming in at what, 18, 17, mm-hmm. like not really knowing what you're getting yourself into. So I think it's very important to start getting used to that environment because mm-hmm. a lot of kids step into Baruch or any other business school and they literally don't know zero, don't know anything, you know, but they don't they don't do anything outside to like work and understand finance or business from another perspective besides school so i think it's just i've forced myself to start watching videos on investing and um all this motivational stuff uh, i watch news a lot uh, like the wall street journal on on youtube the economist um but th- those are all things that i don't do well i kind of i'm starting to like it so i kind of do it for pleasure now but at the beginning, I hated it. You know, I no, no one wants to be learning on their computer work, or no one wants to be learning while they're watching YouTube on their bed. You know, mm-hmm. but it's like I force myself to do it so I can get used to the lingo, to to be more aware, also to hold better conversations when I'm at work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you just don't want to be caught lacking or <laughs> off guard. You know, like you get hit with the question, and all of a sudden you don't know it because you didn't learn it in school. But you know, there's a lot of ways to learn now. So for me, business, mm, not as much. Not as much. Give me creative side of business, I got you. Right. Not, yeah, yeah, I feel like I feel like we all have our passions. Yeah. Um. Although I, I do, I, I've had a creative, you know, like personality and sense of being since I was a child. Like I, I began playing the piano. I also used to sing a little bit. I was in my school chorus, like in elementary and middle school. Um. But, um. Yeah, sadly, those things kind of like died down <laughs> with age, and I just began to like focus on this more. But I, I don't wanna, I don't wanna let my creative side die. You know, mm-hmm. I do wanna. Once I finish college and start working and start, you know, stabilizing my life, mm-hmm. I do wanna start developing either some skills. I don't know, like playing guitar or something would be pretty nice. Yeah. To be in a bar, but where they have a guitar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. Being a guitar player or some some creative outlet or a writer, you have you have to let your creativity start writing, flow. Start writing my autobiography here on <laughs> this day. Yeah, <laughs> like you just don't you just don't want to let your creativity die. Like yeah. if you have it, work on it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like learning creativity. Like everything is like a muscle. You know, like mm-hmm. if you don't hit the gym, your muscles don't grow. So is your creativity. Like if you don't start putting in the work. With whatever you do, like you know, like starting a podcast, like you did, yeah, you 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 lose that that muscle, you know, like it becomes useless. Uh, just an idea. There's another podcast you should check out called Earn Your Leisure. Earn Your it's Leisure. It's a business podcast with these two guys. One's a financial advisor, and the other one's like a teacher. Mm-hmm. And they, some episodes of them talk about different stories in like the industry, like specifically about like how people make money and stuff like that. And like a story behind different business deals, mm-hmm. and then they also have guests that come on 
We can talk about real estate, investing. Oh shit, nice. And, yeah, um, let me write it down. Yeah. And like different, like rest, how to own a restaurant, how to start your own business. Yeah, surprisingly, I don't, I don't listen to much podcasts. Mm-hmm. Kind of like like to read more, but <laughs> it's weird. On your leisure. Now nah, the reason why I like to read more is because I can listen to music while I read. I cannot listen to music while I listen to a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it good. So if someone like you who's into business, and they also have um different like big workshops they have, mm. like where they go into like in their own city. And they have people like they guests come back on and like they'll talk to the people, have a networking event, and have mm. a live podcast. Nice. Cause the one that they're in DC, the people who went got a free ticket to the um the um, Washington Wizard game that same night. So it was good. Oh nice. They'd be coming to New York or uh I not I'm not paying attention to what they the um, tour is right now, but like eventually. Okay. Yeah. Everyone makes it to New York. <laughs> <laughs> but they live in New York, so Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. But again, so like, when me were reading, I don't know, I just, I better at visuals and like listening. Yeah. That's what I remember more. <laughs> reading, I just remember elementary hating it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hated it too. I mean, I came, like I told you when I was nine, you know, remember in elementary school, you had like the reading levels and the yeah. stickers. I was like the lowest one. I, was, I think it was like a yellow fucking letter. I think it was letter E or something. It was bad. <laughs> and I hated reading. Yeah. I hated it. It's not, it was not only probably like two years ago when I really like started mm-hmm. actually enjoying it. Yeah. And saying this, we were doing long words. We were talking about like some people not taking the time to learn things outside of school. Do you think it's up to the person or do you think we should change the school system? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, although the school system in America does need a lot of reform, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you can't force anyone to learn, you know, like no matter how good the education is, mm-hmm. you just cannot force anyone to learn. So I, I do think that outside education does have to stem from the person, um, but it all comes down to just discipline, you know, like mm-hmm. how disciplined are you to, you know, instead of going out with your friends, you know, stay home and like read a book or mm-hmm. do your homework, you know? Or like how disciplined are you to, instead of, I don't know, sleeping in like an hour more to get up and, I don't know, attend a workshop in school, you know? Um, but um, back to the education system, the problem with with the education system is that, you know, it's it's, here in America, it's public, it's free, so people don't really value it mm-hmm. and don't see the value in it, as opposed to other countries that pay top dollar since, you know, elementary school to high school to attain that education. So I think that's like one of the biggest problems here. Well, problems and advantages, but it more seems to be a problem because, you know, kids don't value education. But uh, I, I do think that there should be an emphasis, an emphasis in the education system since like little to to um, instill that, that desire in kids to want to learn. And also there should be a shift in the education system that should not label kids as right or wrong, but rather, you know, learn from your mistakes mm-hmm. type of situation. Um, 
like implement implementing grading systems or first, second, third place, like all that. Um, it's just it's not it's not valuable in the long run, you know, because mm-hmm. then it just it just creates like th- these are fucking Gary Vee's words. <laughs> like it just creates people who like um who just are not comfortable with like losing, you mm-hmm. know, and like whenever they get hit with a failure, they just fall, you know, but. I, I feel like pe- kids should be made to to be more resilient mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask you one more question on this, and then it's just a fun stuff. So when you fall, how do you get back up? When I fall, um, I mean, when I go through stuff, um, you know, it hits me hard. You know, I'm I'm human too. You know. Yeah. Um. Although I, you now that I'm more aware of it and more aware of the situation and how to handle it. Um, I cope with it better. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, like when, when I got hit with, with something, I don't know, like a few years ago, it's just an example. Um, like, or I could say like my freshman year, right? Mm-hmm. Like I would sometimes like I would fall back on assignments or like miss an appointment that I had or whatever, or um, didn't get an offer to somewhere I applied, you know, like, and it would literally like depress me the whole day sometimes I wouldn't like not even want to come out of bed like it, it sucked you know and but now you realize that your time is very very limited and um you know one failure and being stuck on it and thinking about it is not going to change it or mm-hmm. it, it happened already you know yeah. so the the way I tackle failure now is okay it happened what can I do to either overcome it or just change the situation? Because mm-hmm. life for me is all about solutions, you know? Yeah. You can't dwell on the past. You can't dwell on, on what you what you failed at. You could just be responsible for the future and, and where you're going forward, you know? Um, another thing, it's like, like life, life, life is like very long, you know? Like mm-hmm. pe- people, people, well, I, I fall victim to this too, but like we, we think that we have such a limited time to like make a, a name for ourselves, you know, like yeah. us, like we think our 20s is, is, is the age where, where we have to make a name out of ourselves and if we don't come by out and if we don't come out of 25 with a certain amount of money or a certain amount of prestige, like we're just going to be nothing or whatever, you know, like the key is to, to remain patient and just make failure like make mistakes along the way you know mm-hmm. it happens you have your mistakes you have your wins um but um yeah just realize that life is long and you, you got a shot at everything for a long time <laughs> yeah nice words of words of wisdom so let's go back to you too so you talk about like casey neistat and he's a marvel yeah so you like their lifestyle do you know like this why they, why they entertain you too much uh casey neistat um, I got introduced, well, I, I got introduced to him, I think, probably like in 2016, somewhere around there. Um, but his vlogs were like, what, what interests me the most. Um, I think the way he just films videos, mm-hmm. edits them is like what really grabs attention. Um, but I, I do, I love Casey's lifestyle. Like he's, he's a runner. He literally religiously runs every, every morning and he like, 
he runs he runs miles too he runs like 10 to 13 miles on in a single morning you know he'll be like oh yeah it's just a light run <laughs> um but uh on, t- on top of that casey like his story is is so powerful because he moved to the to new york city when he was like i think in his 20 like 20 literally my age right now and he had a kid behind he had like a two-year-old kid but he came to new york city literally dirt poor nothing he lived in an rv in i think connecticut and um he he started working his way up you know he he, he had the desire to make videos make films and he just worked at it worked at it worked at it like took took shitty jobs at the beginning but through those jobs made connections and got to where he is now now he has like more than i don't know like 10 million subscribers i think on youtube he's had he's made a huge name for himself and on top of that like he's had um a lot of uh he's he has made like advertisement for companies Mm -hmm. as well so yeah i I think casey nice is like it's a really really good guy yeah and jenna marbles i don't know i I just stumbled upon her i don't know much about her life (laughs) she's just funny bro (laughs) she's just super funny and then jump on running so you i seen like you linked me with your high school track team yeah how was that um i did track for like a year and then i did wrestling no i did wrestling first then track Mm-hmm. But I started doing track my senior year, so I couldn't continue. Yeah. But um, track in, track in high school, it, it was okay. I realized that I'm more of like, I like to do my own thing when I run. <laughs> um, so I could tell you more about my experience in running. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been running since I was like, since 2014, which I was like 15 years old. Um, and then ever, ever since then, like, Sorry, I'm getting a call. <laughs> like every every now and then, like, uh, well, now I set a goal for myself that I want to run um, at least once a week. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing that. And whenever I run, I run for like either five to eight miles. Um, my goal one day is to run a marathon. You know, I mean, multiple marathons. I do want to, but mm-hmm. it's something that I see long term. Like, I really want to keep this up. What goes to your mind when you're running? When I'm running? Yeah. Um, let's get it <laughs> literally <clears throat> i start i i have to run with music i have to make a playlist before i go um i i warm up and i start like jumping and then i just like take off and when i run sometimes i just be singing like literally i'd be like fucking rapping while while i'm like running um or sometimes i just literally don't think about anything but like my my breath because you you have to breathe like in a in a very strategic way in order to like not get tired mm-hmm. like not get winded or like sometimes you get pains on, yeah. on your on your rib when you run um yeah the way you get rid of those pains is like you got to breathe in deeply through your nose then out your mouth multiple times but like hard and then that that goes away but um yeah that 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 goes on with my mind when i run but um yeah i also get runners high which actually i made i made a paper about runners high like not a lot of runners get it but um luckily I'm, I'm fortunate to get it basically a runner's high is your body whenever it runs mm-hmm. it emits endorphins mm-hmm. 
and these are these are endorphins basically help you like numb numb your legs so and endorphins are released when, when you're in danger for example uh, when we were i don't know cavemen a fine flight yeah we, we would be attacked let's say there was a dinosaur right and like you had to run for from it um like a small you, you would run so you would run so hard and so fast that sometimes you know you you could feel pain in your legs but endorphins actually are released and and they help you like numb it but at the same time they give you like this chemical reaction in the brain that feels like it makes you actually like enjoy like you just feel loose you feel free that's that's the way i can describe it yeah and you also mentioned rock climbing oh yeah rock climbing um yeah it's 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 a recent hobby that i've that i started mm -hmm. um i started it because i watched alex honnold he's like a professional rock climber one of the best in the world actually he climbed el capitan which is like a mountain in california off in yosemite without a harness like and it's a climb that i think sometimes like it takes weeks to do you know like it's a climb that is so big that you have to you know climb then camp a little bit with like those hanging tents and climb more and then camp climb but he did it in one go and he filmed it in one movie like one day or like in one day literally one one day no harness like so if, if he if he fell that was it yeah like that shit is powerful it took him i think i think it was like a lot of years to train i know it's more than five it was it was insane um yeah that that inspired me to like be in rock climbing Mm -hmm. uh, but I do it indoor, with, like <laughs> yeah, the harness, safety gear. Of course, bro. Um, People did a watch me. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, I haven't been fortunate enough to to rock climb outside, mm -hmm. but um, I do, I do want to start doing it like sometime soon. Yeah. So you think it's more like a challenge? It's more like just like like another version of problem solving, or is it more like you just having fun? um no it's definitely another challenge for sure I, I like to like i like to have things to work on in my life mm -hmm. so with running i have like personal records for myself and with rock climbing you know i want to start establishing those like when you go to rock climbing inside a gym there's different colors different routes that you can take some of them are harder some of them are easier so that's how you measure like your progress but um but yeah rock climbing definitely teaches you a lot about like you'd be surprised like you could be the most hockey dude and then you could get beat in a climbing competition by the most scrawniest dude because rock climbing is all about technique mm -hmm. and how you use your arms like you can't you can't put too more too much pressure on your on your shoulders on your arms like whenever you're you're in a hold and like you're not climbing like you should always have your arms straight so then you'll get tired you know it's all those little techniques that you need to start implementing yeah, I remember my sophomore year group had the wall climbing walls. They and did in the plaza, yeah, for a convocation. Oh, I almost made it to the top, but then I got stuck because I got. Confused. Were they tall? Yeah. That was like your convocation, right? No, my still my sophomore year because I was mentoring that year. Oh, is that when I was a freshman? Yeah, 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 maybe. How many years are you? Are you, are you living in me? I, I'm twenty. 
<laughs> what time you came here? Um, I think 2017. I came in 2015. Yeah, two years. Yeah, that's that was my convocation. It was. Yeah, but I didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they had the rock climbing world, and I was like, "Oh my man, top of them!" Like, uh, I, I got, I got stuck. I was like, "You know what? I'll come with guys." Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you should definitely go. It's, it's fun. It's a good way to bond. A good date idea too. Shorty likes to talk. Um. <laughs> and then I want to do oh, another escape the room. What's up? Escape the room. I'll do another one of those. Oh, escape the room. I've yeah. never done those. Never in my life. I'm claustrophobic, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good idea. <laughs> Not like a closet, like sitting, the one we um, went to, it was a sci-fi one. Oh. So we had to solve problems. I almost fell because a robot came. A robot? It had like a remote control robot. Okay. And then it scared me, and then I jumped back. I almost like fell over on one of the things. <laughs> <laughs> we won like half an hour with the spare, I think, or six minutes of spare, one of those two. Half an hour or six. That's a lot. <laughs> I don't remember. It's a lot of difference. <laughs> like three years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I definitely have to go to one of those. Yeah. No, I mean, we do a little bit longer than you guys. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm about to edit that out with mad empty space. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. So have you learned any lessons in like life or like anything of that sort? <laughs> lessons in life. <laughs> what lessons have you learned in life? Um Yeah, uh a lot of a lot of lessons I've learned most of them recently. Mm-hmm. Um like what one of the one of the biggest things that is always on my mind is is it's actually kind of becoming a problem too but um like i've you know your parents always tell you from little like be careful who you surround yourself with you know Mm -hmm. be careful who you start being influenced by Mm -hmm. and it's not only till recently well not not so recently probably like a year or two years ago that i began to really see like what that meant Mm -hmm. and how it begins to unfold um and since i've I've started setting goals for myself as to who I want to be be in the future. Mm-hmm. I know that I have to start working on those things now, you know? Like, you just can't become someone overnight yeah. or over a year, over two years. It just takes, you know, years, almost a lifetime sometimes. Mm-hmm. But um, I started, like, one of the biggest lessons that is always in the back of my head mm-hmm. is, you know, be careful who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. And... Unfortunately, like, it has worked for me, like, perfectly because I feel like, um, uh, I've, I've become more focused, more disciplined, um, like, I actually get the things that I have to do or that I want to do done, mm-hmm. and that's very important, but at the same time, I feel like I've pushed a lot of friends away, or a lot of, a lot of good friends, but with maybe just bad habits. And I realized that it's just made me very, like, not tolerable to, I guess you could just say bullshit, you know? Mm-hmm. But I, I say that's unfortunate because, um, you know, at the end of the day, like, 
people are flawed you know like yeah you you, you can't make sure you you can't be picky with like oh i i want to be friends with this guy but he has this or this friend has that but he has this like and i started to realize like you know in the past couple of months that like that's something that i do have to change um like yeah it's, it's okay to be reserved as to who you give your time to and you know who who values you as a person because i i feel that's important to me like if i'm giving my time to someone i want to make sure that i'm feeling valued and that you know we're sharing you know time like quality time mm-hmm. you know like I, i don't want some half-assed friendships some or like some half-assed time spent together you know yeah and i felt like a lot of my friends were giving me that and um kind of like made me back off but um you know at the end of the day like you miss them you, you miss being social but that that's something that i have to work on yeah I guess my last question would be, what would the advice you give to your younger self? My younger self? Yeah. I mean, I am young. <laughs> <laughs> even younger. <laughs> I don't know. Because even though I'm at 22 right now, I still I still see the changes of myself. Even though, like, I say I'm the same person, uh-huh. I still see, like, an evolution. Right. For sure. Uh, my younger self. I would say just to deal with people differently. Mm-hmm. I feel like in my past I've like I've I've always been like I was I was always like surrounded by people like you know and I I thought that you know like I would never like run out of friends or like run out of people to be surrounded by cuz like you know I was kind of popular back in high school and like I had like a lot of friends. So I, that kind of like went over my head and it kind of like not made me really value or kind of like make relationships grow and mm-hmm. become something good kind of like took it for granted and then people you know started coming and going um but I do wish that a lot of friendships that I've had in high school like still remained and like I still had them around because it would have been nice to like grow up and you know see where they're going see where I'm going but um yeah that's what I, I tell my younger self just deal with people differently. <laughs> I mean, like put you like, yeah, I still get the ideas. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I bring that up to a close. So the last question is, what would you name your origin story? What would I name my origin story? Yeah. Hmm. That's a good question. I know one. I want it to be a one word title but I don't know which word. It could be called becoming becoming. Yeah. <laughs> it could <Corny>. change. <laughs> You're 20. It could change anytime soon. <laughs> He said I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, to thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem. Anytime. And you have no pro- no promotions, no plugs, no no promotions, bro. I, unfortunately, <laughs> I, I don't make music. I don't do art. <laughs> um, yeah, follow me on LinkedIn. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm connect with me on LinkedIn. All right, bro. All right, bro. See ya. <laughs> that brings another episode of the Let's Get Podcast to a close. Again, I want to thank SMR for coming on the show. 
And for next week, I will be chatting with my friend Kenneth about various topics of anime, music, and much more. Hope you continue to have a nice day, and hope to see you there.